In this week's episode, we learn a creative process to solving our clients' biggest challenges. Welcome to the Three Word Podcast with author, speaker, and life coach, Lisa Thal. Well, welcome to the Three Word Podcast. And before I introduce you to my special guest, I have a question for you. Are you looking for creative ideas that solve your clients' business challenges? And I hear you all saying, oh yes, yes, I, I need better solutions for my clients. Well, you are in for a treat today. I am so excited to sit down with Wade Kingsley and share our conversation on how you can do this for each one of your clients. So let me introduce you, Wade Kingsley. Welcome to the Three Word Podcast. Thank you, Lisa. I'm really honored you chose me to come on. Oh, I love it. So for people listening that don't know Wade, our company at Hubbard Media in 2060 have the pleasure of working with him, and we've worked with him for multiple years. But a little background on Wade. Wade is a creative coach and a consultant, and for over 25 years, he's worked in media and marketing industries with national leadership, responsibilities of helping agencies across the globe and clients solve big challenges. And everybody needs that. I probably think even more so today. But in 2017, he found the Idea Business. And you know I love a three-word company name, the Idea Business. He serves as a consultant to brands by creating ideas that solve business challenges. And also in 2020, he developed the Creative Champions course, which we'll talk more about in the podcast. He's taking his experience in creative methodology to help empower creative problem solving in people. Yes, it's possible to be creative. So Wade also believes everyone is born creative and he focuses on giving people not only the confidence to unlock, but share their natural creative abilities. A special honor, and I have to say this, obviously last year and this year has been very challenging for many of you listening, but in 2021, this year, he was named Australian's Ambassador for World World Creativity and Innovation, a United Nations Observed event, and that is a tremendous honor in Australia. So with that, welcome, Wade. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well, Lisa, and thank you for that introduction. And um, yeah, it is a terrific honor. I, I, I have reached the stage in my life now where I really look at my work as an honor every day. The people I get to work with, the work I get to do, and my passion is creativity. So to be able to find that sweet spot with things I'm interested in and how I can help people is really how I, I live my life now. And I should just point out to you listening that I do two, speak two languages. One's English and the other's Australian. So if I slip into some Australianisms, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, you've done that even during our coaching sessions. And I'm like, oh, that's creative. I love that. So um, obviously, as I mentioned, <laughs> Wade works with our company and he's worked very closely with us on solving really big business challenges and even business challenges we've had as an industry over the past several years. And many of the people listening, Wade, they're VPs, they're CEOs, they're in marketing, they're in sales. They all have a goal. And that goal every single day, I believe, is to help solve our clients' biggest challenges. So, and Wade has so many incredible capabilities, but to keep it concise, I thought what would be really helpful is to talk about how does he do this? How does he uh, go about helping us understand and how we can better solve clients' biggest challenges? So Wade, what advice would you have for the three-word listeners? 
Well, you know, what's really interesting, Lisa, is when we connected a few years ago and um, you introduced me to your work, what I didn't realize I was already doing were the three words. Oh, <laughs> and I yeah. think that's what's fantastic about the work. The fantastic about the work you do is that it kind of reminded me how creatively um, uh, unique I've been in, in trying to craft the work that I do, even just calling my business the ideas business, and then thinking about how I help people. And it's just an amazing journey to think that the three words I actually had on my whiteboard as I started the business have really formed the, the foundation of the work that I do, no matter how I do it, no matter where I do it, and no matter who it's with. And those three words are what really underpins creative problem solving because we often think of creativity as the arts, we think of it as music, um, which of course it is, that they're expressions of creativity for sure. But we kind of overlook the fact that most creativity is problem solving. Uh, it is about saying, what am I going to have to eat tonight? You know, that's a problem I need to solve. Uh, it's about uh, how am I going to pay the bills? It's about how can I help this client, as you said. And problem solving is where most creativity happens. We just don't give it the same credit as we do the arts. So the three words I had on my whiteboard were curiosity, connections, and courage. And I've done a lot of research into creative problem solving, creative thinking, and what really great creative people do. And they're more curious than others. They make connections between things that other people don't see, and they have the courage to follow through and share their ideas with the world. Yeah, and don't you think, Wade, that people listening, they'll say, I'm not a creative person. I'm, I'm an analytic. I need to see data. But what you're saying is people that uh, may not view themselves as creative can walk through this process. Absolutely, they can. And, and really, it all starts with that curiosity, Lisa, that, what, what the most creative people have, no matter how they deploy it, whether it be through art, science, business, uh, any walk of life, is they have a, a level of curiosity that they step on, step up with. And curiosity is really simple to use, but we feel often afraid to use it because the most common way to use curiosity, of course, is to ask questions. It's to ask questions and seek to understand. And, um, and we were in a meeting together uh, earlier this week and you know, the, the challenge is sort of put out there. What can we do to, to, to you know, help our clients? And you may have noticed the first thing I did in return was ask a question. You sure did. I always start with questions. I always start with questions. And I tend to find that when I'm, when I'm coaching people around improving their creative problem solving, creative thinking, people ask questions in areas they're safe. You know, they might say, how are you? How's the weather today? Um, areas where they feel like the, the answer is going to be comfortable and they can deal with that. What I encourage people to do is to take one further step along the line and ask a really interesting question. So I often do this when I meet people for the first time. So usually when you meet people, it's like, what's your name? Where do you work? What do you do? But the question I ask people is, what are you passionate about? Because what are you passionate about starts the journey of a conversation that goes in a completely different direction. And you'll often notice that people sort of take a bit of a, a back step and go, oh, Oh, well, you know, and then some people say, you know, it's their children. Some people say it's a football team. Some people say it's their work. Um, it, it's really about trying to get, get to the heart of building a relationship and, and understanding people. And that's the same when you're trying to understand customers and understand their needs. Quite often we go very analytical. We go straight to a customer and kind of think of them as a transaction and say, okay, so, you know, I've got this product to sell. I want to sell it to you. But if we actually start the conversation around, you know, what's the thing that keeps you up at night? What are, what are the challenges that your business has? 
um, how, do you, how do you want to help your customers more? If we start the conversation with our customers around how can we help solve their problems, we've already started that journey of curiosity, and that, that's really the fuel that, that lights the rest of the creative process. If we can encourage ourselves to be more curious, it's really where it starts. And the word curious actually has its origins in the Latin to care. It means to care. It means to want to know. And quite often, we don't want to know. We just kind of want to get to a sale. So the more you actually want to know about your clients, the more you want to get to know them as people. But at the end of the day, no matter what you're selling, it's people selling to people. Um, and it's about trying to get, get an understanding of what, what they care about first. That's awesome. So step number one for the listeners, curiosity and ask better questions, ask probing questions, and that sort of gets that conversation going. So then your next step would be what through that. So you've, you've introduced a really good starting point. Then take us through that process. Once you've asked the questions and you have a very good idea of the direction you want to take it. So the, the next step of, of, of the creative process is usually around connections. Now, connections is a word that effectively means seeing patterns in things that other people haven't seen. So where the, the origins of the, of the connection theory comes back to us because we always think when we're approaching clients that we need new ideas, we need new solutions and new things. The reality is there are no new ideas. Right. <laughs> I know that sounds strange right. for a creative person to say there's no new ideas, but there are no new ideas. Um, what happens is there are original interpretations of old ideas. And so what I mean by that is if you're in an industry right now and you're having trouble with client retention, instead of sitting there at a blank page and going, we need to come up with some new ideas on how to retain our clients, go and find industries that may not be the same industry as yours, but other industries where they have already solved that problem. How have other industries solved that? How, how can we make a connection between how they have solved that problem and how we could solve that problem? Because it won't be 100% the same, but you might take 95% of an idea and make it yours. You know, there's absolutely no shame in stealing ideas. Artists do it all the time. Musicians do it all the time. Painters do it all the time. We, we laud them as being creative geniuses, but basically they're just really good um, at stealing things. And, and, and the, the great artists admit that. They admit that they steal stuff, but what they do is interpret it in original ways. You know, they're inspired by something, they may even copy something, a technique, a process, a practice, but then the way they execute that has a level of originality to it. So connections, you know, when people are saying, how do I get better at doing this? The best thing you can do is start looking more, start looking around you. And, and know that everything has come from something else. Every idea has a parent. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at inventions over the history of time or innovations over the history of time, and things had to be created first in order for that innovation to come to life. It didn't just appear out of nowhere. We like to think it did, but it actually didn't. And so I encourage people to start looking around and saying, well, what a, what a, a, what's an original way I can take something from another industry, another category, and bring it into mine? Steve Jobs is probably the most famous example of this. And in fact, he's often quoted as saying that creativity is just about connecting. It's about seeing things. And, you know, he, he brought a connection between personal computing and beautiful design. You yeah. know, personal computing existed before he came along. Beautiful designed objects existed before he came along. What he did is he connected them together. He thought, well, why, why can't a computer look good? <laughs> why right. can't it be easier to use? Why can't it be more of a user experience? And, and created a whole new industry of beautifully designed electronics and personal computing. So it's about what can I take from somewhere else? How can I connect it with something in mind? 
Yeah, and that is such great advice um, to give the listeners because I know we've walked through that process multiple times uh, in our client sessions and an idea that was just so obvious, but we didn't think about it. We used an idea from another industry, applied those principles to our client, and it was a huge success. So I love that. And then your third, and you know, I love three words, the third phase would be next would be what, what way? It would be courage. Um, courage, and this is, I think, where what separates out a lot of creative people who have success and creative people who kind of stop stop halfway through the race. And you notice I say creative people because, as you said in the introduction, we're all creative. Right. Uh, we're all born creative. We sort of we sort of we have we deploy creativity very much as children, and then we unlearn it as we go through our life, which is a real shame. But you know, hey, it gives me work, so it helps me helps me people learn it again. So I'm I'm grateful for that. So courage piece is about everyone has ideas in their head and just the, the, the leap to share them, the, the, the ability to try and get them out into the world. And, you know, there's, again, so many examples in history where ideas wouldn't be around, the solutions wouldn't be around if someone didn't share it. And, you know, the, the great story about the, the origin story of the guys that started Airbnb is that one day, one guy just had an idea and he emailed it to a friend and said, listen, I've got a bit of an idea. What about if we sort of set up a sort of like a bed and breakfast style thing where maybe for design, for graphic designers or artistic designers originally, they can kind of crash at our place and we could just sort of set up a listing. Now, he could have just done that, but because he shared it with a friend, what happened was the friend saw more potential in that idea. And he's like, that's a great idea. Thanks for sharing. So then they had the courage together. They, they went from, they multiplied their, their courage by 100% because one of them had an idea and shared it. But two of them, all of a sudden, they turbocharged that idea and it became, you know, the billion-dollar business that Airbnb is today. So courage is about, I, I know for sure, you listening right now, you have an idea in your head about something. You have an idea about a way to improve a process or a system in your in your workplace. You have an idea on how to solve a problem for a client. You have an idea on how to get a pay rise. You, you have ideas on things and it's about sharing them and it's about getting them out into the world. And the people that can do that really well start with curiosity, build that curious engine, ask more questions, make the connections, and then they naturally start to feel more curious. And for people who say, oh, look, I, I, I don't feel really courageous. How do I get that? My number one answer is share something with one other person. Start yeah. there. Yeah. Share something that you're happy to share with one other person and then make it two people. And then make it three and four and so on. Don't feel like you have to go from I have no courage to I've got to present an idea to a room of a thousand people. That won't work. Yeah. Um, it's about doing it one step at a time. Yeah, and I think that's great advice, Wade, because you have somebody that may be fearful to share an idea, maybe with upper management even, or somebody else on their team because they think, oh, and I think people naturally do this. They go, that's probably not a good idea. They stop themselves before even sharing a concept. So being able to share it with a coworker, they have a different connection to that idea. Adding another coworker in and probably together building something that could potentially solve a client's problem. So I love that. I think that courage is probably one of the most challenging things. That final step, they they've got a problem, they think they know how to solve it, but they don't have the courage to take action or say something. Would you agree about that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and and this is the confidence piece. You know, we said at the start of, of this of this session that, you know, there are a lot of great ideas out there. And we said that, that, you know, people want to solve 
business challenges, solve problems for their clients. That's, that's what, no matter which industry you're in in the world, your number one job is to solve a problem for your customer. If you can solve a problem for your customer, then you're going to be guaranteed sales. You don't have to go worry about chasing them. You just solve the problem, make sure they're aware that you're there and you can solve the problem for them. And I think that what we need to be able to do then is say, how do I go along that path? And by getting curious and, and making connections and having that courage to be able to do that is the way to success every time. Yeah, and you've proven it time and time again. I love those three words because you know I'm a three-word queen, but there was even research <laughs> done on companies that foster creativity. Uh, they're three and a half times more likely to achieve revenue growth of 10%. So this isn't just like, hey, let's sit around and talk about visions and dreams. It literally translates to the bottom line of a company. It's 10% more revenue potentially sitting out there by just being a little bit more curious, making those connections and having the courage. So Wade, I know, I, mean, I could talk all day to you, Wade, because you are so brilliant. What I feel you do better than most people I've ever met is in a room, one-on-one, -on -one, you do ask good questions. You get to the you help us solve business challenges, and that's what we do every day. We meet with clients in sales and marketing that have business challenges, and by walking through your process, it's different, it's refreshing, and more importantly, it's effective. So for people that want to learn more about Wade, by the way, he does more than, I mean, I can't even list it. I will have all this in my show notes, but again, Wade does training in group sessions, he facilitates problem solving with idea sessions. He does fun events. He's a keynote speaker if you need someone. He works in special projects. Obviously, if you want to touch more on your champions course that you have launched this year, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about that, Wade. Um, and then I'll direct people, obviously, to your website where you have so much more information that I'm sharing today. But do you want to touch on what you created this year? Absolutely. And look, I love talking about my own creativity. That's something I'm not afraid to do. So thank you for the shout out there. So yeah, across the pandemic, you know, I, I like a lot of people, the work that I was doing in person was limited. Um, in Australia, we had pretty severe lockdowns in 2020 and they've carried on into 2021. So I had, I gave myself a challenge. How can I be creative in this time? And so I took what I mostly do in my workshops and training sessions and built an online course called Creative Champions. And Creative Champions is uh, 21 sessions and it's 10 minutes of creative exercise a day. There's video content, there's exercises to do in a workout book. Um, I use the kind of analogy, I'm, I made the connection between the fitness industry and personal fitness and personal training and creativity because if you know how to do the exercises, then you can absolutely build the muscle. And so the connection I made was making my creative thinking course feel a lot like a um, personal training session. So yeah, 21 days, uh, 10 minutes videos a day and, and workout exercises, and you can actually start building your team into being a team of creative champions. I love that. And anybody listening that leads a team, take advantage of this. Even if you're in sales and you want to get your game to the next level, participate in this. The number one thing I think that Warren Buffett that just sticks in my mind, he goes, the number one investment you should make is in yourself. Warren Buffett said, invest in yourself and that, you know, making progress. And that's another thing, making progress, that's the key to happiness. So by stretching your brain, looking at things differently, 
having the courage, making those connections and staying curious. I believe everybody listening to the Three Word Podcast will benefit from this process and this interview. Well, thank you, Wade, so much for your time. I know how extremely busy you are, and I'm just so honored that you took some time out to share your thought process, your effective way of approaching clients' uh, challenges, and couldn't say, but thank you for your time so much. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for being a friend. And I've got to say, my three words back to you, uh, I appreciate you. Thanks, Wade. And if you think someone could benefit from this episode of helping clients solve their problems, I invite you to share it, rate it, or subscribe for free at iTunes or Spotify so you don't miss out on the next three-word podcast. Find more episodes and get the book at threewordmeetings.com.